Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. McGee, I can't figure out why you buy every issue of He-Man magazine that comes out. It's just filled with stories about big game hunting and sports car driving and things like that that you never do. Well, I don't buy He-Man magazine for the stories, Molly. I buy it for the ads. These men's magazines have all kinds of ads offering profitable opportunities. You don't mean you're hunting for another crazy business to go into. Molly, plenty of guys have made a fortune following up these ads. Just listen to this one. Mr. E.L. of Ohio writes, I netted $3,000 a month nursing sick chinchillas back to health. How about that? 3,000 clams a month. And all you got to do is mail in a two-penny postcard to get free details on this amazing plan without obligations. They send you the sick chinchillas, and you just send them back the well ones. What do you do with the ones that die? Well, I guess none of them die. At least Mr. E. L. of Ohio doesn't say anything about it in his letter. Well, I'm not going to have this house filled up with sick chinchillas, and that's all there is to that. Molly, now, if Mrs. E. L. of Ohio had taken that attitude, Mr. E. L. wouldn't be in the chips today. Frankly, McGee, I don't think Mr. E. L. of Ohio even exists. Well, I'm not going to argue with you about one ad, Molly. There's plenty more. Listen to this. Make big money bronzing baby shoes. We supply equipment and easy-to-follow instructions. Florida's luxury hotels are filled with vacationing baby shoe bronzers. Why aren't you there, too? Oh, heavenly days, McGee. You don't honestly think you could make a living bronzing baby shoes. Well, I don't see why not. There's a guy that hangs around the pool hall that's doing real well selling plastic moose heads. That's a tougher racket than bronzing baby shoes. Well, I don't want you spending your money for a lot of bronzing equipment you'll never need. Well, let's see what else we've got here. How about a profitable business making women's hats out of old lampshades? No. Oh, here's something a little different. Make big money in whatever you undertake by being more efficient. Our complete efficiency course will make you a better businessman and a better person. Send in a plain wrapper for only $2.98. Well, now, something like that I might approve of. I think it's good for anyone to learn how to do things efficiently. Okay, kiddo. Consider the deed did. I'll just fill out this coupon here. Where's the pencil? There should be one in the desk drawer. None of these got points on them. Oh, here's my fountain pen. Use that. Okay, thanks. We got any envelopes? I don't know. You keep buying them, but I don't know where you put them. I used to keep them inside my mandolin, but it muffled the tone so bad I took them out. I don't remember where they are now. Dad ratted. Why don't we ever have stamps with glue on the back? Those are the ones you dropped in the mud and then tried to wash off in the sink. No pencils, no envelopes, no stamps. You know, Molly, I'm so darned inefficient, I don't see how I can ever get a letter in the mail to order this efficiency course. Lunch is ready, McGee. I'll be right there, Molly. Just want to finish this one section I'm on here. What is that thing you've been reading all morning, anyway? It's the first lesson in that new efficiency course I bought. And believe me, kiddo, it's really going to be a work saver for me. Well, how can you save yourself work when you weren't doing anything to begin with? Molly, I could come up with a snappy rejoinder to that cutting crack. But one of the keys to efficient living is not to get involved in petty arguments with unsubordinates. Well, the argument we're going to get involved in won't be so petty if you don't eat your lunch before it gets cold. Okay, I'm coming. And notice as I come to the table, I'm taking longer steps than I used to. The average person takes 22,000 steps a day. 
And I can cut that down to at least 19000 by walking like Groucho Marx. Pretty efficient, don't you think? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> walking like that makes you look a little bit like a scared dachshund. I don't care what it looks like. The point is that if I save myself 3,000 steps a day, I'll have lots of time left for doing other things. I can probably even take a longer nap than usual in the afternoon. Well, that would certainly represent progress. Now sit down and eat. I'll stand if you don't mind. What for? Because it's inefficient to sit down when you can stand up. Pulling out the chair, bending your knees, and then pulling the chair into the table involves at least 40 muscle movements that are completely unnecessary. I'm conserving my energy for something more productive. McGee, you're going off the deep end on this, just like you do with everything you get involved in. I never know such a thing of the kind, Molly. It's my dream to become as efficient as Mr. Conrad. He even sleeps standing up. Doesn't have to waste time getting his Murphy bed down at night at all. Who is Mr. Conrad? Just a 1956 graduate of the Efficiency Institute, voted the most likely to succeed, that's all. I see. What's he doing now? Aside from the fact that he's sleeping standing up in his Murphy bed, I don't really know. <laughs> Let's see, meatloaf. That's a three-bite food. One, two, three, and four. What are you yeah. doing now? Just eating efficiently. Most people waste energy chewing their food more than they need to. Now, let's see. Cream corn. Well, you don't chew that at all. Just let it slither down. McGee, you're wolfing down that food as if you hadn't eaten for days. You know, it isn't polite to eat that fast. Molly, politeness is not necessarily the hand mitten of efficiency. And right now, I'm concentrating on being efficient. You might not believe this, but Mr. Conrad once ate a complete Thanksgiving dinner in three minutes and 28 seconds. Three cheers for Mr. Conrad. Oh, I'm not near that good yet. But I killed three helpings of meatloaf, two helpings of corn, and five slices of bread here in just under four minutes. Now, I call it... Oh! Oh! Heavenly days, what's oh. wrong with you? You're white as a sheet. Oh, I've got an awful pain right here, Molly. Oh, do something quick. See if you can find an efficient way to get rid of indigestion. Oh! Molly, this efficiency course I'm taking by mail is really great, you know. Haven't you noticed how much more efficient I'm getting already? Well, I don't like to discourage you, McGee, but frankly, I don't see any difference at all. It's almost 11 o'clock, and you still haven't taken out the garbage from breakfast like you promised you would. My dear, I'm making myself efficient so I can become a big executive. Executives don't take out the garbage. What do they do with it? They got footmen and people like that to do their menial chores. That leaves them free to do executive stuff. And that's just what I'll be doing as soon as I finish this efficiency course. Well, I still haven't noticed you doing anything particularly efficient today, Derry. You've just been sitting there in that chair ever since breakfast. Well, for one thing, I haven't been breathing as much as I used to. Huh? It's more efficient to take a few deep breaths than a lot of shallow ones. Some of our top industrial typhoons only breathe once or twice a minute. I'm working down toward that. But so far, it still makes my face turn blue. McGee, it's foolish for you to worry about becoming more efficient. You don't do enough to fill your time as it is. Just take my word for it, Molly. This efficiency course is going to do me a world of good. Like this lesson I'm working on now. It's teaching me how to read more efficiently. I'll soon be able to polish off two or three books in one evening. How can you possibly do that when you don't know what half of the words mean? You've always been a poor reader. I most absurdly beg to differ with that. Why, I remember in sixth grade... 
The kids all read aloud, and I was always at the head of the class. Redhead McGee, I was known as in them days. Oh, dear. Redhead McGee, raising my resonant voice to read rapidly rhymes, rondelays, and such rough rhetoric as the ritual routines of the Romanian rectories, rewarded regularly from the rough and rugged rangeland of rural Russia to the refined regions of Rhode Island for my racy reading, raising walls of respect as I rattled off the writings of Raleigh, Roosevelt, Robbie Lays, Raleigh, and that rich and rhythmic rhymer Rabindranath Tagore. Well, I still say you've never been a fast reader, McGee. You'll have to admit that you can only drive 10 or 15 miles an hour because it takes you so long to read the stop sign. Ten days are now behind me, my dear. This efficiency course has taught me that the secret of fast reading is to take in a whole line at one glance. And once you master that, the rest is easy. Well, that sounds as if it would be awfully hard to do. Yeah, it was at first, but I've been practicing on Lincoln's Gettysburg Address, and I've cut my reading time on that in half. Would you like to hear how fast I can do it, catching a whole line at one glance? I'd love to. Four score and seven years ago, our forefathers brought forth upon. This continent a new nation conceived in liberty and dedicated to. The proposition that all men are created equal now we are engaged in, a great civil war testing whether that nation or any nation so. Conceived and so dedicated can long endure. We are met on a great. Battlefield of that war we can come to dedicate a portion of. That field is a final. McGee, hmm? do you have the faintest idea what you're reading about? Of course not. I'm learning how to read for speed. It's too inefficient to slow down and read for sense. <laughs> McGee, why in the world are you standing there on one leg? You look like a sick stork. Molly, have you forgot that I'm taking an efficiency course by mail? Well, no. But does that mean you have to do bird imitations? That right, it, I'm not doing bird imitations. It's just that standing on one leg is more efficient than standing on both legs. You only use half as many muscles. And that naturally frees a lot of your energy for more creative stuff. McGee, that is just about the most foolish thing I've ever heard of. What? I think the people who sold you that efficiency course are a bunch of charlatans. They are never no such a thing of the kind. They're all 100% Americans. Look at the picture of the board of directors here on the cover of the course. Do those birds look like foreigners? No. They look like confidence men. Right. And I got complete confidence in them myself. I'm a darn sight more efficient than I was when I started taking the course. And I might add, just in passing, that it wouldn't hurt you to take it yourself too. Either. I don't have time to play around with things like that. I'm too busy. That's just the point I'm making, Molly. The reason you're so dad rather busy all the time is that you're inefficient. Look at the way you're dusting that table right now. Stooping over to run the cloth across the bottom shelf. How else am I going to dust it? All the rag between my toes? Molly, anybody who knows the first thing about efficient housekeeping realizes that the best way to dust the bottom shelf of a table is to lift the thing up with one hand and dust it with the other. That saves you from stooping over. You save enough energy and knee muscle action alone to fill up a couple of British thermos units. I'd rather stoop over than lift that big table with one hand. Now, look what you're doing now. For Pete's sake, Molly, when you dust, hold up the rag. There's less wind resistance that way. McGee, the only wind resistance I'm encountering is coming right out of your mouth. Now, don't get on your draft horse, Molly. I'm just trying to help you become more efficient so you won't have to work so hard. Have you forgotten, McGee, that I've been keeping house for ten years? How many? Well, twenty years. And you've been doing it wrong all that time. Don't shake the mop up and down, Molly. Shake it back and forth. That's the efficient way to do it, because that's the way the earth rotates. Oh, heavenly day. 
You're making me so nervous, I don't know what to do. Well, one thing you shouldn't do is start mopping at the east side of the room that way. We've got prevailing westerly winds in this part of the country, and if you were efficient, you'd open the window and let the wind blow all the dirt down to the other end of the room for you. McGee, here's my mop and here's my apron. I'm going out for a while. Going out in the middle of your housework? Where are you going? I'm going to a movie in hopes that you'll be over this efficiency kick of yours before I get back. Well, that's the way you feel about it, kiddo. Okay. I'd suggest you catch the picture at the Bijou. Do they have a good movie on there? I don't know, but I noticed in the paper where it only lasts for two hours and 12 minutes, and so that makes it the most efficient picture in town for you to see. Well, I'll be an orangutan's nephew. What'd you say, McGee? Boy, oh boy, oh boy, Molly, this efficiency course I've been taking has really paid off. It's only 20 minutes after 8, and just by being efficient, I got my whole morning's work done. Well, I don't like to pry into the realm of the unknown, dearie, but just what does your morning's work consist of? Well, I got up and brushed my teeth in the new efficient way by holding my hand still and moving my head back and forth. Then I ate breakfast taking bigger bites and chewing them less. Then I ran around the block for my morning walk, and I just finished reading the headlines in the paper. I'm too efficient to read the little print anymore. Well, if you've completed your morning's activities, what's next? Time for lunch, I guess. At 8.20 in the morning? Well, I'm up to that point on my schedule. Of course, i got to admit I'm not really hungry. Why not skip lunch then and go on to the next thing? You're a sound thinker, Molly. You should have made it your life's work to take care of somebody who can't think for themselves. Oh, there's an obvious answer to that comment. But I'm trying hard not to make it. Well, at any rate, the next item on the rejoinder after lunch would be my afternoon nap. I guess I'll take that now. Nighty-night, Molly. If I ever write his biography, it'll have to be sold as a work of fiction. Nobody would believe it's the truth. Well, here I am, kiddo. Back from my nap. Why, McGee, you just laughed. I know it. That's just part of my new efficiency. I've learned how to let all the tension drain out of my body. By doing that, I can get more rest in a few seconds than I used to by sleeping for a couple of hours. What time is it now? Twenty-two minutes after eight. You hooted. Here I am up to late afternoon. Well, guess I'll glance through this book since I'm not hungry enough for supper. That, that's that. Pretty good book. You ought to read it sometime. Well, McGee, all you did was flip through the pages. Well, I got the general idea of the plot. Us efficient people only got time to give a book a cursed glance. What time is it? 8.23. Well, reading a book is what I usually do after supper. I guess it's time to get ready for bed. Well, you couldn't possibly be sleepy again. No, you're right. I've only been up for my nap for three minutes. But what am I going to do? I've been so efficient, I've finished my activities for the whole day. Well, I guess you'll have to begin on tomorrow. Oh, gosh, I don't want to do that, Molly. Why not? Well, gee whiz, if I keep going from one day to the next at top speed like this, I'll finish everything I've got to do for the rest of my life in about two weeks. And then I really would be up against it. 